We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It's Wednesday. That means it is midweek rundown time. And this is sort of the first in-season rundown that we're going to do. Just a reminder, today they're on the rundown. We are in-season rundowns. We're not doing a mailbag. I will answer any super chats if you guys have them, so I'll get those guys up. But uh, we're going to talk Notre Dame Navy a little bit today, or actually a lot today. And then we're also going to talk some recruiting. We did something a couple weeks ago where... I went through and gave the bellwether recruits for Notre Dame in the 2025 class on offense. Today, we're going to talk a little bit of defense and what's sort of to prove for the Notre Dame staff here in 2025 as they look to uh, show that this staff can really take it to that next level. We'll dive into that. The two team aspects we're going to do yesterday, we dove a little bit into Navy, who Navy is, what to expect from the middies this year. Today, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into some of the matchups of this game. We'll do a you know, we kind of did that stacking up show last year. It's going to be a more condensed version of that. I'm going to briefly go over two of the areas we discuss, offense and defense. And then I'm going to dive into the the matchups that I think are most intriguing, or at least it, it could, it'll vary week to week. Sometimes it's most intriguing. Sometimes it might be the most important part of the matchup. Today, it's going to be more about the importance of it. And then I'm going to dive into guys that need to step up in this game. And this is going to be a feature that I do relatively frequently of, of players that I think really need to perform well to give Notre Dame their best chance of winning each week. And so we'll dive into that today on each side of the ball. And then we'll do the recruiting part. So it's going to be a, man, boy, a couple of fun couple of days, man. I'm really excited about this season. I think you guys have, you guys have picked up on that a little bit already. But I'm just kind of look. I don't know where you guys are, but I'm just looking forward to finding out who this team is. You know, we've talked all off season. We, you know, we all have our hopes and our thoughts and our wishes of what we hope this team will be, what this team could be. But then there's also that great uncertainty because of all the unknowns. And so this and 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 to make this Navy game more intriguing is there's even more unknowns when you take Navy into the conversation because, you know, they have a new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, different, you know, different coaches that they've, that they've got to build around. So we're going to dive into that as well. And, and uh, you know, you know, we've, we've dove into that actually already. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. First part of today's show, we're going to talk about sort of stacking up. How does Notre Dame stack up against Navy? What are the areas where Notre Dame should thrive? What are the areas that are a little bit tougher matchups that Notre Dame's going to have to really perform well in order to 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 thrive in those matchups, to dominate those matchups in order to win the game? And we'll go on both sides of the ball. And and, and I want to begin with the offense. And I'm going to get some visuals for you all today so you don't have to just look at me today, give you guys something else to look at, something more more pleasing to look at. And we're going to dive into how the Notre Dame offense stacks up against the Navy defense. And, and just kind of overall, you get a sense of the numbers here. Uh, that is the pass offense. Look, this is an area where, you know, these numbers are, are, are a bit misleading, I think, or at least they will be. They're not misleading now because this is who Notre Dame was last year. Notre Dame was not a team that was incredibly productive from a volume standpoint throwing the football, obviously ranked 98th last year in passing yards. But they were a top 40 team in, in most other categories, big plays, efficiency, sacks allowed, but they were kind of like right at that 40 mark last season. And, and then, of course, you have to look at that was with Tyler Buckner and Drew Pine. You got to think about how Notre Dame last year beat Clemson by 21 points while passing for, I think it was like 85 yards in that game. It's going to be a little bit different this year. With uh, with Sam Hartman at quarterback, obviously I don't believe that Sam Hartman's going to throw for the kind of yards he did the last couple seasons. You know, he was basically averaging over 300 yards a game last two years. He was at over he was at 308.4 last year. He was at 302 the year before that, and I just expect a lot more production from him this season. The interesting thing is his least productive season of the last three years was was the COVID year. And he averaged 247.1 yards per game that year. And that's about 40 yards more than what Notre Dame averaged last year. And he's been about 60 over the last two years. Now, do I expect, like I said, do I expect that? No, I don't. But what I do expect in this game against a Navy defense that, as you can see, is really not good. And 
know, context always matters, right? And when you look at the Notre Dame offense, you say, well, you know, that yards per game number, that's pretty low. That's the same place that, that Navy's offense defense was when it comes to the pass game. Well, when you look at Notre Dame's pass game last year, obviously it was not very good. I'm not going to sit here and t- try to convince you that, oh, it was actually better than the number show. No, it was a, a very average pass offense. But they did go 17 of 21 for 269 yards and four touchdowns against Navy. The Navy game was Notre Dame's highest passer efficiency rating last year. The other part of the context that matters is Navy's. And when you look at that 250.2, they ranked 98th in the country. And you look at the other numbers like, man, you know, they they, they ranked lower in yards. What, why, why would that be when you consider how good they were at stopping the run? They ranked near the bottom in yards of attempt allowed, yards per completion allowed, touchdowns allowed, big plays allowed, pass efficiency defense allowed. Here's basically what it comes down to. They played two option teams last year. Navy did. They played Army and they played Air Force. And in those two games, when you look at the numbers, they gave up a grand total of 184 yards in those two games. Air Force threw 156 on six of eight passing. Army went two for 12 for 28 yards, 2.3 yards per attempt. So when you consider that Army only averaged 2.3 yards per attempt and only passed for 28 yards, that, that tells you a little something. And if you take out the two option teams from Navy statistics here, they ranked 124th in passing defense last year. Simply put, I don't think that they should be that much better this year. Now, they were good at sacks. They were good and good, get a good, good at getting pressures on quarterbacks last year. But this is a matchup that Notre Dame has to thrive, right? And, and so what makes this part of the matchup intriguing is this is Notre Dame's sort of first opportunity to show off their new look wide receiver core. And you, you could say, well, you know, they're going to need some time to get ready. They can't take that. They can't afford that. They're going to have to come out and perform well. I'm not saying they needed to dominate this matchup, but they have to perform well. This cannot be a game that that Notre Dame receivers struggle to get open or you know drop passes or struggle to, to, to do their job. They just can't afford that. They have to come out and play well. They don't need to be you know, mid-season form, but they have to play well. It's a very, very important part of it. Now, the, what that's that's the concern, right? But the good news is, you're not asking a bunch of dudes who've never played against Navy before to shine. Jaden Thomas played in this game last year, had three catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. Deion Coles had two catches for 50 yards against them last year. There, there are guys that have played. Chris Tyree had a touchdown catch against them last year. So there, there are guys that have played against Navy. This won't be a surprise to them, and I, I think they'll they'll do fine. But it's going to be a chance to see that. Uh, just to see that matchup, this is the overall scoring matchup, as you can see. It's another advantage for Notre Dame on my – I do have this article out already. The defensive one will be up later tonight. But as you can see, Notre Dame wins most of those matchups, most of those matchups pretty convincingly uh, for, for Notre Dame in that regard. So this is this is an area where Notre Dame should thrive it, when it just comes to the situational football, third down, red zone. Notre Dame had a, a, an average red zone offense last year, but they were good at getting touchdowns when they actually got into the red zone. And they were in Navy last year was 10th nationally in red zone defense, but Notre Dame scored touchdowns on the two red zone trips that they had against Navy, scored touchdowns on both of them. So obviously Notre Dame was able to win that matchup uh, last season. So here's the matchup for me when you talk about stacking up that's going to have the biggest impact on this game. It's the Notre Dame run def- run offense against the Navy run defense. And we talked a lot about this yesterday, so I don't need to rehash how good we think Navy's defense was last year at stopping the run. This is, not a, this is not a false number. This is not an inflated number because of whatever the case may be. As, we, as I pointed out yesterday, there was only one non-option team that rushed for over 105 yards against Navy last year, and that was Houston. 
Notre Dame only ran for 66 yards on 34 carries last season. It was one of their worst performances of the season. And they're going to have to be better. I mean, it's as simple as that. They're going to have to be better. Notre Dame returns three starting offensive linemen. Navy returns all three of their starting defensive linemen and six of their seven front seven players this season. So the reason that matters to me is because it makes this matchup very intriguing. And, and last year, for example, Notre Dame's offensive line needed really two and a half, three games to get rolling. It was understandable. You were making a complete philosophical change from an offensive line coaching standpoint. You had a, a to build a brand new foundation with Coach Eastan moving on from the Jeff Quinn era. Coach Eastan laid that foundation. You would hope that the line could get going faster this year. There are three new starters, or excuse me, two new starters at both guard spots. So all three starters, returning starters, are going to be impacted by the fact that there's a new starter by them. Uh, if those new starters don't perform well, obviously Pat Coogan, left guard, you've got Rocco Spindler, right guard. So we're going to find out re- real quickly the kind of job that that uh, Joe Rudolph has been able to do for Notre Dame this offseason. And and so when I when I look at this this matchup and, and I and I say, hey, you know, what kind of offense is Notre Dame really going to be this season? I think this is going to be the first big test for Notre Dame. This is going to be their first test to look at and say, "Hey, you know, are are you are you that team? Right? You've got a loaded backfield. You've got one of the best tackle tandems of college football. If Zeke Carell plays, the reality is is the expectation should be that Notre Dame should run the football better than Navy against Navy than they did last year. If they simply repeat what we saw last season, it's it's going to be a concerning sign. It's not the end of the world uh, by any stretch of the imagination because again, we saw we saw this last year." You know, they didn't run the ball very well against Navy last year. And then the next week against Boston College, they ran for 281 yards. But then the next week they were 90 against USC. And then the next game they were 265. It was that inconsistency that was problematic. And you want to avoid that because if Notre Dame goes out there, let's say in in week one against Tennessee State, and they rush for 325 yards against Tennessee State, that doesn't tell us that they're a better running offense than they were a year ago, or they're even as good as they were a year ago, because that's kind of what you're it's it, you expect from them. It's not going to be till week three, when they play NC State, that you're going to be able to look at this this rush defense and say or rush offense and say, hey, they got better, and and there there are going to be that that kind of team if they don't perform well against Navy. On the flip side, so I took the negative angle first. On the flip side. If Notre Dame comes out and can establish a ground attack against Navy, and and what 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 do I mean by ground establish ground attack? I don't need them to run for 280 yards. They do great. That's wonderful. But I don't need them to. I just need to be much better than they were last year. They need to be able to establish some level of balance. There are going to be negatives in this game. There are going to be tackles for loss. There are going to be stuffs. There are going to be plays we're just looking boy boy navy's just shutting the run game down what they need to do a better job this year is to find the the, create the ability to gash navy and there are several ways i think they can go about that this season i think one one of the issues that notre dame had last season is again they were very they were very uh uh, you knew what they were going to do running the football for the most part and they just were going to line up and do it and when you look at notre dame and they were coming off of a game the week before against Clemson where they ran for 263 yards and they just basically ran duo almost all game. Well, if you think you can do, if you do that against Clemson, you're going to think you can do that against Navy. And they mixed it up a little bit, but not, not to the degree where I felt it really presented Navy with some problems. 
So what we're going to see from the run game this need to see from the run game this year is not only does the offensive line need to be able to get a push against Navy, uh, need to be able to you know, move Navy off the ball. I think that's an important thing uh, you're going to have to try to establish in this game. Navy does a good job of using two things to their advantage. The, the reality is Navy knows we're smaller than most teams we play. We're definitely going to be smaller than Notre Dame. And so we're not going to be able to just line up and, and play big boy football against them. As we've talked about, Navy's uh, starting left end is 6'4", 250, fit six. Jacob Busek, he's their best defensive lineman. Uh, their nose guard, Donald Bernard, is 256 pounds. His backup's only 278. Defensive tackle, Clay Cromwell's 292. His back backup is 250. And then the Raider linebacker, Jordan Sanders, which sometimes is off the ball, sometimes is on the ball. He's 6'5", 227. His backup is six, uh, six foot, uh, six four two ten. They're starting inside linebackers. One of them is 6'1", 230. The other one is 5'11", 215. And then they're two outside linebackers. Uh, when you look at the Raider, as I said, 6'5", 227. But then the other, the, the, the striker, is 5'11", 207. Not a lot of size. So Navy knows that coach Newberry knows that. And he did a really good job last year of playing to that. So what do they do? It, it, you, you're going to see they use quickness off the ball. They're going to try to beat you off the ball because if I'm, if I'm going against you man to man and I'm, and you've got me by 30, 40, 50 pounds, and I try to go head up with you, I'm going to lose that battle more often than not, but I can do two things to help minimize that, that, that part of, the advantage you have over me. Number one is I can beat you off the ball quickness wise to one of your sides, which is in a gap. Because if I'm coming at you as an offensive lineman and I can come at you square and I get my hands on you, you're done. But if you can get past me and then I have to turn my hips to go block you, I've now lost all, I've lost my power profile. And now I can't move you vertically. I have to just kind of ride you laterally. The other thing that they do a good job of is getting low then using their lack of, you know, great size and height. I mean, their D-line is 6'4 on the edge, but it's 6 foot, 6 foot, 6'3, 6'1 on the inside. And so they do a really nice job of getting low and getting underneath and quick and into gaps. And essentially what happens is, is your offensive line is just kind of stuck right there at the line of scrimmage and they don't move. And that's an advantage to Navy. Anytime you can get an offensive line to just kind of stand up and show, then you're going to, you're, you're, they're going to be in trouble as an offense. And so Notre Dame is going to have to find ways to get a push. There's They're going to have to be able to do that when running at Navy. You have to be good enough to occasionally line up and just say, hey, look, we're just going to come at you and we're going to hammer you. But I think the other part, or, or I got to stop saying that. I've been saying that a lot lately, the I think part. The other part of this is being able to create different running lanes and, and creating different types of gaps and, and messing with that Navy I discipline a little bit. Last year, Navy was able to pin their ears back and crash Notre Dame because Notre Dame was just going to basically be a, an in-the-box team. And what Navy was doing is they were crashing their linebackers hard, and then they were bringing their safeties right behind it, right behind them, and sort of the run fits. And so this season, Notre Dame needs to be able to run between the tackles, but there's also some things they need to be able to do to create advantage, take advantage of how aggressive downhill Navy was against them. Uh, misdirections are going to be important, but it can't just be misdirections into a crowded box, you know, creating some misdirections that get outside, you know, doing things. What I would like to see them do is some things with Chris Tyree, where maybe you can get some quick perimeter cracks outside and run a jet sweep to him or, 
you know, maybe run a reverse action off of some of your, your runs because as, as aggressive as Navy is, if I'm running a stretched play to the right the way that they were last year, but I tell you what, if, if you can get Chris Tyree on some kind of reverse action and, and he just you just need to make one block and he's going to have a big play, the next time you're running that stretch play with that Chris Tyree, that that uh, reverse action, this time it's just a smoke that you're you're going to they're going to be thinking twice about that. You know, get in some jet sweeps. Those are things that they can do. Uh, maybe some buck sweep type action, maybe some toss type action, some things where you can take advantage of sealing inside all of those numbers and trying to get out to the perimeter. Now that's going to require your receivers are going to have to block well in this game. And there's a time and a place where the receivers have to block. Well, I think the final piece of this matchup that could give Notre Dame an advantage is going to be the pass game. Notre Dame has to be able to go out in the pass game and make Navy pay and not just make Navy pay with just dropbacks. It's also about making Navy pay for with, with the run game and, and the run looks because if you're able to to hit some big plays in the RPO game, and, and you know, part of that's the screens and the quicks and things like that, but also hitting the glance route, some of the downfield stuff, taking some shots, you know, out of your run looks and out of out of your run action, then guess what? Navy's going to have to make a tough decision. Do we back off a little bit and and do more things where we keep our safeties back? Because if the safeties have to stay back, then they can't protect the linebackers, which means if they're going to still bring their their aggressive run pressures, if you can crease the line in some way somehow then you, you've got some you've got some big play opportunities in the run game, and it leaves them vulnerable to different running back options. Now, we saw Notre Dame do that early last year where they hit Audrey Estime on a little arrow route, and he catches it and, and just runs it for a 30-yard touchdown like, like it was nothing. We need to see Notre Dame be willing to go back to that. There was other times where you had Estime or Diggs open outside on a, on a little swing route, and if you throw it to him, it's 15, 20 yards as, as much as, you know, get as much as you can. And it would have made Navy think twice about it. And they just didn't take advantage of those opportunities. So it's going to be very important that, that Notre Dame use their, their screen game, that they use their, their quick game, they use their, their misdirection game, and their play-action downfield pass game as well to take some of the pressure off of the run game. But at the end of the day, the run game still has to be able to create its own yards. They still have to be able to run the football against Navy. Uh, I don't care about getting to 190, 220, 230. That doesn't matter. It's just about show me the ability to line up and create creases, be be well-designed, well-schemed, play hard, get some movement, and, and make them make them pay when they try to come at you. Because you can't just beat a team with the blitz every time throwing the football. You've got to be able to find ways to beat them with beat their blitz when you're with running the football as well. And last year, Notre Dame couldn't do that on the offensive side of the ball. And if they're going to want to win this game, that's going to be an area they're going to have to have some success. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. 
It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. Let's go to the other side of the ball. And let's talk about the matchup between the Notre Dame defense and the Navy offense. And, uh, and obviously, look, one of these matchups, let's just get it out of the way right now. Let's just go to the, the, the pass matchup here between those two. Th- this is it right here. I mean, the guys, we all know this. Navy doesn't throw the ball a whole lot. Even with the new looks that we talked about yesterday, they're still not going to throw the ball a lot. The most passes they threw in a you know average per game average they had at Kennesaw State the last several years under Brian Chestnut was 17.6. They're still not throwing the ball a ton, but the um, this is a very, a very underrated but still important part of the game because what you cannot let Navy do is get the big cheap yards, and we saw that from them last year. They only completed what I think like two passes in that game last year, maybe only one. Actually, let me let me pull it up real quick. But that one pass that they did complete, now they com- completed six last year for 108 yards. I mean, that just that can't happen. And I remember one of them being a, a big play where Cam Hart got sucked in and 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 got beat over the top. You just you can't allow those type of plays. You, you've and if they if they do happen, it's got to be in garbage time. But Notre Dame's going to have to be able to limit the 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 big the big throws down the field if they hit a couple hitches on you and tackle them you know four or five six yard gain I can live with that for a couple plays but you can't allow them to hit those big over routes you can't allow them to hit the wheel routes you can't allow them to hit the goes and the posts and the different things that they'd like to do throw them to football where they take their big shots and steal yards you're gonna have to shut that down and and one of the ways where Notre Dame has been able to have success with that in the past is, is getting to the quarterback and that's gonna be a big test is when Navy does throw the football is can you get to the quarterback that's that's going to be an important part of this matchup. When you look at the scoring units, obviously Navy last year struggled mightily scoring last season. Now, they didn't have a, a ton of problems scoring against Notre Dame in the second half. But that was also partly out of opportunity. I mean, I mean Notre Dame's offense, this is wild. I got to I got to read you guys this stat. I was looking at – I was uh, we're doing a mailbag on the message board where I'm just answering a bunch of questions for the next couple of days. It's something we're going to do each week. But Notre Dame in the second half against Navy last year went three plays, six minus six yards. Next play, next series, three plays, interception that gave Navy the ball at the 23-yard line. They scored the next play. The next series was six plays, minus one yards. The next series, three plays, eight yards. The next series, three plays, one yard. And then that was basically it. So in the second half, Notre Dame had five possessions. They went three and out on all but one, and the only series they didn't go three and out, they gained minus one yards. So Navy had a lot of possessions last year against Notre Dame in the second half, which is partly why Notre Dame did give up more yards. I mean, sometimes Navy won't have six possessions in an entire game, and Navy had one touchdown drive last year. It was in the second half, like long touchdown drive, and that was late in the game when they scored uh, to to get within – three points it was 35 to 24 Notre Dame was was kind of in control of the game even then Navy scored late 
and Notre Dame got the ball back with a minute 21 and was able to run out the clock in, in two plays. But when you when you look at that, even though the game wasn't necessarily as close as you would like it to be, the fact is, is Notre Dame Navy scored a, a field goal. Then they had three punts in the second half. Their name forced three punts in the second half. Now the Notre Dame defense had their fair share of problems in that game. Don't don't get me wrong. It, it, you you can't el- you can't allow the big pass play that I talked about. You can't allow that fullback dive to go for forty yards like we saw last year. You've got to be more disciplined. But the defense also held Navy, uh, forced Navy to punt more times than than really Navy's used to punting. To be honest with you, uh, just because of the number of possessions that they that they have, and so we need to see them be better. But I just I don't see Navy scoring a bunch of points on Notre Dame this year un- unless the offense just gives Navy a lot of opportunities or we see the worst game plan. The interesting part for me is going to be if Navy does get into the red zone, how is Notre Dame going to be better this year with their red zone defense? Now, good news is Navy wasn't very good in the red zone last year either. But obviously forcing turnovers is going to be a big part of this. Anytime you get your hands on the football against Navy, that's a big plus not allowing the big plays. As you saw, Navy was not a real great big play offense. That's gains of 30 yards or more. But Notre Dame allowed them to have at least two last season that I can think of. Let me look at the box score real quick and see if they had more than those two. But uh, Dabo Fofana had a 50-yard gain, and they had a 34-yard gain uh, throwing the football as well. You can't allow those plays to happen in this game. You You just can't allow it to happen. But as we all know, this is the matchup that matters. And I'm not going to try to do this every week where it's like run game versus run game and get into that cliche about, you know, you got to run the ball and stop the run. But look, guys, when you're playing the triple option, that's kind of where it's going to be. And when you're playing a triple option team that actually is third in the nation last year in rush defense and has been in the top 10 in rushing yards allowed in two of the last four years under the current regime. Uh, and obviously, Brian Newberry was the defensive coordinator for both of, the, both of those. He's now the head coach then it's an important part of the matchup. But this is really where it comes down to for me is Navy's going to get their yards to a degree. They're, they're going to, you know, I think the Notre Dame in recent years, they held them to 166 in 2021, which is obviously a really good performance. In 2019, Navy ran for 281 in a game Notre Dame won by 32. In 2018, in a game Notre Dame won by 22, Navy got 292 yards. In 2017, Notre Dame won by seven, but held Navy to 17 points. They still had 277 yards. Uh, In 2015, when Notre Dame uh, held Navy to 24 points, won by 17, they gave up 318 yards. You guys get the point, right? Even when Notre Dame has blown Navy out, they're going to get their yards. It's not so much the yards that I care about. Although, if you can keep them around where they were when Marcus Freeman was the defensive coordinator, which was 166 yards, then this game is a blowout. I mean, it just it will be. It'll be an absolute rout if Navy is only rushing for 166 yards. I mean, look, anything can happen in football, right? But I'd be shocked, shocked if this game's not a blowout. If Navy, it looks anything like it did two years ago uh, with Marcus Freeman. I'm curious to see how the run defense is going to look this year schematically. That you, last year was Al Golden's first year in college since what 2015. It was his first year calling a defense since 2004. He hadn't seen an option. I mean, he coached in the NFL for several years. He hadn't seen an option offense in a while. And I thought Notre Dame's early plan was sound, was solid. Uh, It wasn't great, but it was good. And then the second thing that hurt Notre Dame last year, in my opinion, was you didn't have J.D. Bertrand. And if you go back the year before, J.D. was very good against the triple option the year before. Had nine tackles, 
uh, six solos. And then, of course, you didn't have uh, last you didn't last season. You didn't have Kurt Heinisch either, who had been great against the option year before. Had 10 tackles. You have a lot of guys that have seen the option now multiple times. That's going to help. You know, Batelho's seen it now multiple times. Riley's seen it multiple times. Nana's seen it multiple times. Howard Cross has seen it multiple times. You're going to have your linebacking core healthy, as far as we know. And that's going to help. And then the other thing is last year, Notre Dame did not play Benjamin Morrison early. And, and I think because, you know, he was a freshman and, and uh, you know, not the strongest guy in the world as a true freshman, they, they, they must have made the decision that they wanted to get, you know, just the veteran players out there. And then they when they finally brought him in, he was great. So I expect we'll see Benjamin Morrison to start this game at, at cornerback. And, and getting J.D. Bertrand back should help. They're going to be a little bigger up front, but they're going to be athletic. I think that's going to be a, an important part of this. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to you need to have a sound plan and you need to have a plan that your players execute at a high level. What's that going to look like? It's a great question. I, I'm, I'm curious to see if Notre Dame is going to go at Navy with more of a, a, a three down this year. Are they going to go at them with more of a four down this year? Are they going to mix up their looks? You know, three down sometimes, four down some other times. Ryan and I had this conversation yesterday. And I've said, as an offensive guy, I want you to be in a four down from a, just a pure standpoint of my numbers count. But I've also, I also said this, the most dangerous that a team can be to the triple, in my opinion, is to be able to go at, to be able to at it with a four down that just kicks your butt up front. I think that's such an important part of it is, you know, because what you can do is you have now two big guys up the middle that can play the dive. You've got defensive ends that can crash. And then what that can do if you're running it right is that can open up opportunities for your linebackers to run free. And then the other part is the linebackers are going to have to do a better job this year of getting off of uh, you know, some of the, some of the blocks. And, and so we're, we're going to see if Notre Dame can, can do that. The corners are going to have to play well too. And we'll, we'll dive into all that as, as well as we get into the macho part. But this is going to be the part of the game where Notre Dame is going to have to thrive. If Notre Dame cannot, cannot dominate this matchup, then they're going to have a hard time winning this game. This is such an important part. And it, and it's an important part every year against Navy. But here's the other aspect of this that I think is interesting. When you look at the Notre Dame run defense against the Navy rush offense, I think this is going to tell us a lot about the Notre Dame defensive line. We're going to learn a lot about this group, in my opinion, when we get into this matchup. And, and I'm going to talk about some individual players here in the next section. But I, I loved what I saw from the defensive line in, in fall camp. Marcus Freeman talked about how surprised he was about how well they played. And it wasn't just like a practice here, a practice there. Just every time we saw them in any kind of live action, they just really impressed me. It's an athletic group. It's a bigger group than it was last year across the board. But this is the first time we're going to see this group as currently constituted. Even though last year in the bowl game, we got close to it. But you still had like Jason Adamiola or Justin Adamiola in the bowl game last year. You still had Chris Smith in the bowl game last year. So even then, it's still going to look a little bit different. But, you know, can can the big guys up front handle the Navy guards who actually have some, you know, Ryan and I were talking about this yesterday. They actually have a little bit of size to them. You know, their left guard, Ben Purvis, is 293. Their starting center, uh, Mertesi, is, is 315. Their right guard, Joshua Pena, is 278. He's a, he's a bigger size kid. The tackles always tend to be taller, longer athletic guys because they, they're the ones that get up to the second level a lot. So you've got to be able to come off and, and, and play big boy football and keep them off your legs, but also get a push and just attack. And I want to see what kind of game plan out golden comes uh, this season with, uh, you know, with his D line is, does he allow them to attack? A lot of coaches try to read everything out and, 
and outthink themselves. And I'm just telling you right now, the best way to stop the option is a disciplined but aggressive game plan. You can't just line up in the same play every other time. Uh, and by the way, we're going to have a video tonight talking about the option. I'm going to tell you all about it now because we actually, Ryan was able to get it done. But the special edition show that we're going to have, and I'm going to publish it tonight at 8 o'clock, Ryan uh, sat down this morning with Greer Martini, who was great against the option. And Ryan and Greer just talked about some of the things that Greer believes in from his time playing against the triple option that, that he feels gives you a chance to shut it, slow it down. Uh, the second part of the podcast will be just Greer talking about what's going on with him, the lace with him. He's a linebackers coach at Charlotte right now. But that was a great, great interview. So we're going to play that tonight. And so I'm not going to actually dive into – normally I do a, a sort of a Navy breakdown of the triple. I'm going to let Ryan and Greer handle that tonight. It was really well done. And I think you guys are going to enjoy that a lot. So I'm going to publish that on the podcast platform uh, tonight at 8 o'clock – or the excuse me, the YouTube platform tonight at 8 o'clock. And then tomorrow morning, so Thursday morning, I'm going to publish that on the podcast platform. But I think you guys are going to really enjoy that. But I just believe the best way to go at the triple is to attack it. you got to be disciplined because if you're not disciplined, if you're aggressive but not disciplined, what will happen is they're going to have you're going to have 10 tackles for loss in the game. But they're going to have a bunch of 12s and 15s and about three or four 40 pluses. And, and that's going to be something to hurt you. So you've got to be aggressive, but you've also have to be sound. And I think if they can kind of handle that, I think they'll be they'll they'll be they'll be pretty good. So I'm looking forward to to seeing that part of the matchup tonight. So that's that's sort of that stacking up. And it, and we you know we talk a lot about just the cliche of you have to be able to stop the run and run the football, and that's very true. And you never know fully about what a team is until you see them play, and you never know what a full a team is after just one game. But I do think this is going to give us a little bit more of a taste than we otherwise would in an opener just because of how good Navy is at stopping the run and how difficult the triple option can be to defend. So I think that I think that's going to be something I, that's going to tell us a lot about this football team. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. It's going to be a lot of fun.